Welcome to Coupled, a relationship and marriage podcast with Okeze and Chineze, where they help couples see each other through the lens of God. Be blessed. Hello, welcome to our podcast. It's Coupled, it's another season, another episode. We're glad to be back here recording and we're your hosts, Nez and... Kez, hi everyone. Feels good to be back to another edition of Coupled. Yeah, that's my darling Kez. Mm. Uh, babe, how have you been? How's the week been? Hope mm. you're Fine. feeling good. Yeah, maybe I could do it some more sleep. I guess <laughs> I sleep very well. Okay, hopefully after this you get to bed and then you're, you're, you feel refreshed. Um, it's good to be back here again. Hope you had a great week. Hope you've been having a great time resting, making sure that you're putting in the work to build the marriage of your dreams. And we're back here again. Last week we started to talk about some of, um, started to answer some of the questions that we were asked. And the feedback from that has been amazing. And I think people feel like some of the answers some people who even didn't ask any questions could relate to some of the questions and they were happy with the answers that they received oh yeah yeah it was quite um quite insightful really yeah and informative even for me listening to it again i was like wow this was really good so we thank you all for staying tuned with us and we'll be back all right babe we're back here again we have three more questions we need to answer today three more questions one on how to mend a broken home another one on relationship with in-laws and the other one is on divorce oh and remarriage i think yeah divorce and remarriage okay as god helps us we would try to answer some of these questions providing as much clarity as we can and hoping that Beyond whatever we're saying, you're hearing what God is saying to you. Most important. Most importantly, yes. So we'll go right into it. Uh, how do, the question on how to mend a broken home, do you want to start with? Well, it, it's, uh, it's quite broad in my view because when we talk about how to mend a broken home is that there are a lot of factors that affect brokenness in a home. Yes, there are issues like infidelity, there are issues like verbal abuse, uh, physical abuse, there are issues like even the intrusion of in-laws. Just so many factors actually can actually lead to brokenness. Yes, it can actually lead to brokenness in the home. Distraction. Okay. You know, when when you're not when the spouse is not paying much attention, is not providing. You know, those are things that can actually lead to brokenness. So the question, the first question we need to throw back is that if you're intent on mending a broken home, the first question you need to ask yourself is what has led to this state of brokenness. Okay, so we're going back to the root cause. Yes, the root cause. I mean, otherwise we just be flailing at them leaves or the branches. You need to deal with the root. You need to find the root cause of the issues. Because you can't just treat a headache with um, paracetamol. A headache could actually be symptomatic of something Something bigger. Yeah, something deeper in the internal body environment. Paracetamol can handle. Yes, so so it's not just to, you know, uh, apply band aid to 
to, to, to the surface, you need to go deep. You need to get down to the brass tacks and really know what the issue is. So identifying the issues is the first step in mending a broken home okay. and then in identifying those issues it's not a it, it is going to take two to tango uh, there, there, there needs to be dialogue there needs yes. to be communication so it just brings us back that to the same communication, communication thing yes, so yes. We, we need to ask because they, 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 there are differences in perception of issues okay. to say yeah this is what is causing this this is why I feel this is causing this and all that so they, you need to come together dialogue and in dialoguing, there should be what I would call humility. Mm. Humility and the willingness to forgive. I think the willingness is also very key. Yes. It's very key because uh, if you're not willing, if your mind is already made up. If you feel like this is beyond what I can forgive, you've told yourself, I can't get past this. The truth is, it's not going to be easy to get past it. Well, uh, the question to ask is, when do we make? Why do we make such such um, permanent decisions over temporary situations? So the what I was going to say now, I was also going to add what we were going to talk about the divorce and things like that. But I think um, it's also because more often than not, what what I've seen over the years is when people are getting married. They get married with the mindset of they have options so if this is not going to work out there's an option uh-huh. i don't know if you see what i yeah, mean yeah. I, I, I quite so understand. they they already have an option in their mind they they're from the beginning they didn't see it as this is it all there's nowhere to go to this is it so because of that once something small happens which they could have tried they're not willing to try because there's an option say for instance we've been talking about okay we need to start a business for instance yes and we already have nine to five jobs right that pays the bills that does some things and gives us some level of comfort yeah it's going to be difficult to just step out and say you want to start that business and invest all your energies all your energies it's going to be it's not how i put it you're not going to be as willing because the smallest um, setback you or experience, you experience yeah, or failure yes. at it, you're willing to dump it because you're feeling like, I can't kill myself. You please. have a backup. I have a backup plan. So you're not going to be willing, but imagine there was no backup plan and this was all you had. You would give it your 100% to ensure that it succeeds. I perfectly agree. I think we just have options. We've not burnt our bridges. Mm-hmm. We've not burnt our bridges. That's one of the other areas that could actually influence the willingness to forgive. And also, it's also a misunderstanding of forgiveness. Mm. Uh, uh, we don't forgiveness is first a decision before okay. it ultimately ends up as an emotion. Mm. And the time lag varies between the decision and, and actually the emotions of forgiveness. Wow. Yes, forgiveness is first a decision. Your mind may still be rankling with hurt, but it's to your benefit that you take that decision to forgive. Yeah, I, I was, I'm reading a book by Deborah Evans, and she said um, she said something here about forgiveness, which I just want to read out. It says, um, "Forgiving is love's toughest work and love's biggest risk." Wow! Wow! So it's 
I mean, no, it's tough work, but you know, it is still, uh, uh, in my view, there's an element of self-interest in forgiveness. In fact, it's self-interest in forgiveness because if you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. Exactly. And all forgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting, and the, expecting other the other party to die. Party to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, 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 I marvel at people that wallow in bitterness. Bitterness is, is such an evil thing. It messes up everything. It caps your growth. It caps your development. It caps your advancement. It limits you. It's a poison. You live in it. You grow in cynicism. It, it, it just messes up everything. Thing. And you know what? It poisons people around you. In fact, that's what Bible calls it. I think in Hebrews chapter 12, it said, be careful lest there be a root of bitterness. Yeah. You know why I like why Bible calls it a root? How many of us see roots? Roots yeah. are subsurface. So you may not even know something is going on oh, on the inside. Come on. Your reactions are just based on a root. In fact, the understanding is coming. Bitterness is a root. It's hidden. Just like the root of any plant. It's hidden. It's not it's not obvious even to the person because it's simmered like meat. It's seasoned. It's simmered over time. And we're just wallowing in it. And when we walk in cynicism, we walk with built walls around our hearts. We just feel we are protecting ourselves. But it's actually a root of bitterness that is leading to those fruits. The fruits of cynicism. The fruits of, you know, lashing out in unjustified anger. Hmm. towards people wow. so it's a root it's a root and, and 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 that's why we need to instantly we need to instantly deal with unforgiveness no matter how justified it looks no matter how justified the hurt looks oh you don't know what he did to me oh do you know what oh, you, you did, did to god Christ? yeah 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 exactly exactly so you see that willingness to forgive i, I just want to give it to you free of charge it's for your own good exactly babe and do you remember how you used to say babe we just need to forgive each other in advance meaning you, you, you have to have a tank full of forgive like it you know daily you've you've said set out forgiveness for the next 50 years no but did you see the uh, uh, the, the, the affirmation on, on the instagram page yes you see the life and nature of god is in us i'm speaking to believers in christ yes, jesus yes. what happened to us was not just a simple prayer what happened to us was not just blabbing in tongues the eternal life which is the life oh, and god. nature of god yeah, is yeah. in us and god's eternal nature is to love so even when you don't feel like it you just tell yourself i am dead christ lives in, in me, me. Mm. and his nature is to love even when they were crucifying him he said father forgive, forgive them, them for they don't know what they do wow. so sometimes you need to chalk up a lot of things to ignorance hmm. if people knew better they wouldn't they be act, doing certain yeah, things yeah they'll act better yeah very true very true honey. so 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 truth be told it's for your own good mm. so what, what what we're saying is first things first we need to understand how did we get here what were the things that started to cause this breakdown in the home? And then the second thing you're saying is we need to practice forgiveness. Yes. I, I, I think I need to just play with this forgiveness thing a little. Okay. You know, when I think of forgiveness, one of the classic stories of forgiveness, I would encourage you to go read the story of Joseph. You know, sometimes, even including me, sometimes we claim we're forgiven. But we still tell the stories everywhere we go. <laughs> but babe, sometimes those stories are not because you haven't forgiven. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you need to help people save face. Okay. Now, imagine if Joseph had gone to Pharaoh and told Pharaoh, 
well, these are my brothers. I've forgiven them, but really, this is how they brought me to Egypt. You know. You know what you've done? You've not helped them save face. When Pharaoh sees them, he'll just call them, so these are the people that sold Joseph, my prime minister. But you know, he could also have been telling the story to another group of people who he was trying to encourage, maybe not to Pharaoh, and have to say, okay, you know how I got here? I was sold. They really didn't know what they were doing when they did it. They thought it was for evil. They thought they were doing bad. But see how God worked everything together for my good. Well, we're not told he told that story. No, I'm just saying he but could have. But I, I just want to give you an example. When Joseph was about to reveal himself to his brothers, he told his servants to leave him. Okay. He shut yeah. the door and he told his brother, I'm and Joseph. Joseph yeah. Now you sold me, but don't be angry with yourselves. Now, he could have said it in front of his servants, okay. but he needed them to save face. So sometimes, as much as lies in us, we don't need to tell every Tom Dick Aruna. Exactly. 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 Okay, I get That, you. oh, this is what this person did. did. Yes. You know, I, I know it's a bit tough. You only speak it to people that you know that are relevant, people that you know that are mature, that can handle Do such information. information. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really walking in love. You're helping the person yeah. save face. Okay. 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 So what we're saying is we have forgiven and we need to let it go. We need to let it go. We need to kill the story. I mean, what would it look like if God kept reminding us of the things we did? Exactly. You know, I, I, I mean, I mean, you just finished doing something and then you, something else happens and the Lord says, well, you know, I know, I know. You remember the last time, but it's okay. No. Bible says that God forgets. That's one area where God suffers what I call selective amnesia. He does not... Re he said there are sins and their iniquities I will, I remember, will remember no, no more. more. In yeah. other words, it's a choice. I will remember no more. So meaning I, I can, but I choose I can. not to. I choose not to. I heard the story of um, a, a, a woman. They went, went to... I mean, there was something she did many years ago and she never got over it until one day they went for a meeting and the pastor, the, the guest minister was a, a prophetic minister and he mm. was, you know, um, dishing out words of knowledge and words of wisdom on people, just praying over praying people. Over and when he got to the lady, he said, there's something you did wrong. Mm. But God says he has, he, he can't remember. Wow. No, he, God didn't say he has forgotten. He said he can't, can't remember. remember. Because when God tells you, I have, there are sins and there are iniquities, I, I will, will remember, remember no more. more. Mm. He means it. He is true to his word. He is faithful to his word. And if his life and nature is in us, we will try. God will help us, really. God will because help as us I'm speaking to not... I'm speaking to myself too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but God will not, really help us because you see, thing. there are a lot of things that and, and you know what I learned, babes, you know, as we get older, I see the innocence of the teen years. Everyone is your friend. Mm. You don't even you can't even differentiate your enemies, even into your twenties. But when you start hitting mid-30s and life begins to happen, you know, and then the life begins to happen, you start building your own dossier of, you know, unforgivables. You know, when you start building the dossier of unforgivables, you start building walls that separate you from people. You find out that the friends of your teen years and your 20s are no longer as close as they used to be because there were certain things that happened that you went to write in ink and you have refused to erase and it has influenced your interaction with those people and restricted what God was going to do in your life through those people. And let's bring it to marriage. A lot of people are not maximizing the potentials of their marriage relationship because 
because of the walls they built. Oh, my husband did this. My wife did this. Oh, I'm shutting her out in this area. And when you are shutting her out, you are shutting out the good things good that things God that wanted to bring yeah. through her. Guess what? God is not going to bring everything directly to you. Wow. You know, there are people that feel they don't need uh, relationships. My dear, I think I've, I've, my, the little years I've spent on earth, I think you need, to, you need to have a good dose of love and forgiveness because God will bring things through your enemies. Very true. If Joseph had been bitter towards the Egyptians, guess what? It was an Egyptian that bought him. Yes. It was an Egyptian that sold him out. I mean, uh, 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 Potiphar's wife what was Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could have felt bad. It was an Egyptian that forgot him. The butler forgot him for two years. He could have wallowed in bitterness and said, you know what? These Egyptians are not it. But those were the same people God was going to use to be a blessing to him. To him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's so true. So we're saying dig deep to know what really is causing this breakdown. More importantly, practice forgiveness. Willingness. And like we said, forgiveness is a decision. You start with the decision. It's a decision you make before God, just like Joseph did. Because by the time he had met his brothers, he had already dealt with the issues of forgiveness. Mm. By the time he met them, he was only now expressing that forgiveness. Can we also say, he also saw, he, he was able to see the reason why all these things the happened. big picture he was able to see okay this is what was in god's mind the when big, all this was happening so it so made it awesome. a bit easy for him to say you know what you guys didn't even understand what you guys were doing because there was something that was to be accomplished and this is how it was going to be just like jesus there was but, a but, picture but, but, but you see he didn't need to see the full picture yeah, before but, forgiving no, he needed course, to see that picture by of faith course, of course. to say you know what god I don't understand what's happening here, but I trust you know much better, but I forgive in advance. Exactly. And by the time actually that God was bringing them back, the more of most of the picture had been accomplished. Perfect. So he's bringing them back at this time. Joseph already knows that. Come on, guys. It's not, I mean, you're not coming back to meet me, that boy you sold. Look at all what God has done. Yes. If this was all even meant for even your own good, too. Because yes. at the end of the day, if I wasn't in this position, you guys may have even died of hunger. Which also brings me to another dimension of forgiveness. Joseph never treated them the way they treated him. him. Wow. He still gave them the best of the land. You know, and even after his father died, his brothers were, you know, were his brothers dead, literally yeah. lived in fear. In fact, <laughs> in Genesis afraid, 50, yeah. it says that the, his brother sent him and, and, and tried to cook, cook up, up a, story. a story that their father yeah. said. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is what daddy said. Daddy yeah, said so that you should forgive you your should brothers. Forgive, yeah. And see, Joseph wept when he heard it. Like, oh my goodness. I, you know, his story is, it's, it's, it, it, it just wells up on the inside. It just shows you the power of of forgiveness and this is somebody that the spirit of god wasn't living in him the life and nature of god was not in him he wasn't born again he was under the old covenant hmm. and yet he displayed he exemplified practical forgiveness how much more us how much more us knowing yeah. what we know knowing what we know so yeah. so you know if you're going to forgive your spouse and that steps to mending the broken home you're not going to treat your spouse according to how you have been treated or how you have perceived your treatment wow wow okay i hear it's you it's tough one. but it's going to be largely filled by your personal work with the holy 
spirit. spirit. Yeah. Christianity is not just principle-based. Christianity is presence-based. It's a continuous work with God. You can't fight addictions with principles. You mm. fight addictions with presence. And just to add to that forgiveness thing, you know, I was just talking about um, Deborah's book, and she also mentioned something to just to corroborate what you're saying. Forgiving is love's power to break nature's rule. So it's only natural for you to to feel like, oh, see what you did to me, right? This was really bad. This was everybody. I mean, natural icing. Like, no, no, this is unforgivable. This is. But when you forgive. You've shown another dimension of you've like it's like you've broken the status quo. It's like you're changing the narrative. It's like you're saying, yeah, I I I actually. Oh, what are we saying? We remember when we you always talk about how David had the opportunity to kill Saul when you know he had that moment when yeah. it, he could have just taken his life, right? But he he also felt like even if he tried, he he went back and his conscience. He you just know. he just cut a small piece of the cloth. He uncovered Saul a bit. And when he went back, the Bible says his conscience smote him. Do you see? He knew that no, you don't you don't you, you don't uncover people in their place of vulnerability. vulnerability. Mm. You see, you, you expose people's weaknesses in the area of their vulnerability. Yes, he cheated on you, but the whole world has heard he cheated. She cheated on you, the whole world has heard he she cheated. You know, I, I I I would we should understand how these things work. You, you try to cover, you try to cover when they've repented. You know, there, 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 there is a progression in the way we discuss things about people. If you go to Matthew 18, Jesus says, if your brother has offended you, you speak to your brother, go to him, between him and you alone, you discuss the issues. But if he will not hear you, Take two, two or three, three. witnesses. Mm. For out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every, every word. word is established. Yes. So when you, and if the person will not hear you, he said, "Tell it to the church." Wow. And if he will not Must hear the, hear the church, yeah. then let him be like an unbeliever. Mm. That's what the Bible says. No matter how much tongue talking he talks, if he does not listen to the church, that's the power of the local assembly. If he doesn't listen to the church. He is a stark unbeliever. I said, let him become like an unbeliever. But you see the progression. You discuss alone. If you will not hear, then get two or three. But you know, we do it the other way around. The whole church hears it. Then, Before two or three, mm, will not, two or three people will not begin to discuss it. And it gets to that person, person finally. Yeah. And the person will say, why didn't you, you tell me? Call like, me? Why didn't you call me? You are my spouse. Why are you discussing with my family member? Why couldn't you have approached me? You know, we should follow that procedure. It will help to heal human relationships faster. A lot of people get more bitter and offended when they hear stories of how they have hurt you from other people and not directly from, from you. you. Wow. Yeah. Very true, babe. Very true. I, I feel like if we stay on this, we're going to keep, you know, digging deeper. But it's also answering a little bit of the question on divorce and um, just a little tiny bit, even though that question is a bit more towards what's the stand when there's abuse right but we'll get there um i don't know do you want us to just go into that or do we talk about the in-law question well well okay well we, we can we can since since this is closely related i don't know if we'll have enough time to treat the in-laws but we can go to we can go to the issue of divorce and okay so the, the question i think was around saying on the what's the bible stand 
on abuse so this there is abuse physical verbal emotional abuse and what's the stand do these people get divorced and do they go and remarry what's really because i think it's confusing for a lot of people personally i am not a fan will never be will never stand for an abusive relationship an abusive marriage is a no-no so where you are in a place where because it's a matter of life and death yeah someone could actually lose their life i, I quite agree and with you. for me for for a life you did not give you are not permitted to take it of course so you didn't give me the life you can't now want to take the life so i feel like if there is abuse people should please not keep quiet you're going through abuse find trusted uh, parties you can talk to and or possibly if if he's if this person is willing if at all they are going to be willing along the line uh to get counseling that would be also very good but first things first find persons you can trust you can talk to and i think you need to leave that environment because not in the sense of divorce in the sense of separation sure i think you need to separate from that person sure and let's see if that person is going to come to genuine repentance so genuine repentance is i'm separate i'm separated from you i'm praying for you because i can only love you from afar pray for you and we begin to at that point we're walking towards active trying to get help yes so so, so, so so you need to take yourself out of harm's way yes and you know it's easy to pontificate from a point of distance a, a point of distance when you're not involved so i'm trying to i'm going to try to put myself in the shoes of the parents of the abused mm. how would i feel if it was my daughter god forbid first there? and foremost i come and i see a black eye no way step out immediately and i will step in and this is stops short of calling the police wow i wouldn't want to intervene but this is you 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 i i i get i didn't give the my daughter to you with this a black eye no way you don't yeah. do that so she's going to separate you go for anchor management classes we're going to bring an external person to cancel okay Yes, an external person to counsel and walk them through. I will even pay for that. Walk them through the process. Somebody, they need to be accountable to someone. Someone. And that's why it's so important. It's so important because I remember something, babes, you used to tell me those before we got married. Who can we... I I think it was even Pastor Comfort that asked us. Pastor Comfort that this way. She she said something. She said, who can can your wife talk to if you are misbehaving? Yeah. And so for singles out there that are listening to us, as you are all having butterflies in your stomach and uh, everything looks all rosy, you're viewing life through rose-colored glasses, the first thing, you don't even need to ask your husband, your, your to-be husband, is to find out through his actions who, who, is, does, who, does, who does he listen to. Mm. Because that's the person you can call on when, when he starts not, misbehaving. When he starts misbehaving. Mm. Don't just look for one person. Look at the people. He needs to be an accountable, accountable man. Person. And I mean, any man that is not reporting to anybody, wow, accountable wow. to anybody, is dangerous. Likewise, any woman. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, um, for the married ones now who are experiencing abuse, yes, because it's tough. Babe. It's, 
is a bad place to be. No, take it's yourself out of harm's so way. Tough. You are not going to get a divorce straight first, but step out. Step out. And let's separate... see, put all these things in place. Yes. Anger management classes, seeing a counselor, walking. Physical separation. And if yeah. he's a Christian, he needs to go through the process. Learn the scriptures about loving your wife. There's something 1 Corinthians 7 verse 12, 13 says. It talks about a man, the unbelieving, being pleased to dwell with his wife. When you start abusing your wife, that means you're not pleased Please. to dwell with her. Yeah. And then I would just take us to 1 Timothy 5, 8, where the Bible says, if any man does not provide for his own home, he's worse. he has, he has denied the faith thing. and is worse than an infidel. Yeah. You know, we look at it in terms of strictly financial provision. provision. No, 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 no. When we talk about providing, you're talking of providing protection. Mm. So, if I am trying to destroy what I've been called to protect, I'm denying the faith. Wow. And I've entered the class of unbelievers. Of unbe unbelievers. So, no matter how tongue-talking I am, I've gone into that level. In fact, I've joined their congregation, the congregation of unbelievers. And then when he's no longer listening to anybody, you've brought two or three witnesses, you've spoken to him, you brought him to church and he's not listening to the pastor. You know what? He has denied the faith. He's now like an unbeliever. So what happens then if, after, just like what you've said, after all this has been said, what if he refuses to go for counseling? What if he refuses to be part of whatever um, process we're trying to do to, to you know, reconcile them, reconcile the couple back together? What if that person is just not interested anymore? Also, Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, it said the believer is not under bondage in such a case, in such cases. That means you review these things on a case by case basis. I like the way Paul put it in the KJV version. He said the, the believer is not in under bondage in, in such, such cases. Case. So that means so that it means doesn't apply to every case. It doesn't apply to every every case. You see, if he's not pleasing to dwell. Mm. First, he has entered the class of an unbeliever, and from his actions, he's no longer pleased. pleasing. He's no longer pleased to, to dwell, dwell with her. To dwell. Yes. Whether we dwell with her or with him. There yeah. are people that just walk off. Mm. So at, at such a point, you're not under bondage in such cases. There are cases where the man just abandons and moves on. Dude, who does that? You're meant to provide. You're meant to provide protection. You're meant to provide emotional support. support yeah. Emotional support, financial support. And you're not doing those things. Dude, you're on the road to denying your faith. And if nobody can talk to you, if no church, you're not accountable to any church, then dude, there's another problem here. You've already entered the class of unbeliever. And at such a point, it's only clear that you are not pleased to dwell you with your spouse. And in such cases, you are not under bondage. bondage. Wow, I hope this is liberating for someone. No, 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 we should, we should look at the scriptures holistically. I mean, you can't... Uh, ask yourself as a dad, how will you feel? Mm. The guy has gone off. And the girl is at home, having five kids, trying to take care of everyone, taking them to school. You can see she's exasperated. What should be done by two people? One person is handling it, not because the other person is dead. But just because he has just made a choice. He has made a choice, moved on, living with some other woman. The day you approach him, he slaps you on the road. I think, yeah. Get a brain. <laughs> Give no, no, no. The, the Lord Come is not sense. wicked. Yeah. The Lord is not evil. Yeah. yeah. Now, divorce is not under flimsy reasons. I mean, yes. But, you know, you see, this case is on a case-by-case case case basis. basis. And these are cases we place before the Lord. And you see, what guides marriage under the new covenant is the law of love. Mm. Is the law of love. And Bible says in Romans 13 that love does not work any ill towards his neighbor. 
your wife is your, your neighbor. neighbor. You don't walk any ill towards exactly. her. That's love. It's not just buying flowers on Valentine or getting you a, 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 a I don't know if a covert, a covert or something. I don't know all these cars, a G wagon on your wedding anniversary. That's not just, it's not, it, it goes beyond that. Wow. I don't walk ill towards you. Towards you. And of course, it takes us back to both of us working out our salvation with fear and trembling, making sure that we're, at, we're aspiring as much as possible to please God, because that way, when we welcome the Holy Spirit into our hearts, it begins to walk in us, both to will and to, and to do, do of, his good, of his good pleasure. And, you know, these things can be better. So what we're saying in this case, which might spill over to our next episode, even yeah. though we wanted to start facing yeah, singles know, and all that. But... If we need to touch on it before we, we go into talking to singles next week, we'll do that. But please don't be in that abusive environment. You need to step out of it and let's let's see how we can walk through whatever is going on. To restore accountability. To restore, yes, and trust. And trust, yeah. And trust back into that marriage. And like my prophet has said. Your husband. My husband, the prophet. It's not easy to be married to prophet, but it's okay. But like he has said, you know, you we've, we've broken down the scriptures. You've taken all the witness. You followed the right steps, and he's still not willing. He's already in that class of unbelieving of an unbelieving spouse. And you know, like you said, um, Paul Paul says that kind of person on, in in that case right now, if that person doesn't find you pleasing to dwell with then you are not under bondage in such, in such a case i hope this has been really really liberating for someone i hope people are getting answers to burning questions and please do seek for um, right counsel find people who can speak wisdom into your life in case you find yourself in any of these situations you don't have to have a broken home and divorce is not always the answer so whatever you do let god be the center and let him be the anchor holding your marriage together yes first corinthians 7 15 but if the unbelieving departs let him depart a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such, cases. in such cases but god has called us to peace wow praise god um thank you so much we've gone a bit above our time today but i think this is a touching sensitive issue and it needs to be addressed so thank you for tuning in and i do hope you have stayed with us to the end to hear all this juice you know just flowing out of my pastor's mouth the lord bless you for you know staying with us up until this time Sweetheart, thank babes, you so much. Babes, don't me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Let's keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's simple. I mean, you're my so personal pastor. You know, my personal pastor. You're my personal pastor. So, um, and you know, I'm so I'm so glad we're doing this together. Thank you so much for always obliging me. Thank you. And indulging me. So, thank you again. We can't. I mean, I keep saying thank you, but yeah, thank you. It's never going to be too much. We are so grateful you stayed with us to this time. And as is our custom, we want to say a word of prayer with you. Um, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful people. Thank you, Father, because we know that your heart has been, you know, revealed to your children tonight. Thank you because as they listen, 
as they listen they are going beyond whatever words were saying and hearing what you are saying to them in whatever situations they find themselves in help them show them the way show them the way that is your way in the name of Jesus Amen. help their hearts to receive what you're saying is there unforgiveness in anybody's heart father begin to break down those walls and teach them to walk in total forgiveness just like you would have us do in Jesus name Amen. and we thank you because marriages are being reunited couples are coming back together reconciliation is taking place that thing that seems so impossible is becoming possible with you in the picture Amen. thank you because we are all returning back to our first love and we are knowing what it is you want us to do for time concerning our homes and we're walking in that revelation take all the praise forever in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen so fun so so much fun today thank you everyone I'll just leave you with two words the Christian life is not difficult it is actually impossible Wow but the truth is this you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. you. It is the Holy Ghost that will make you do this. Mm. It is not by clenching your teeth and trying to resolve. It's the Spirit of God. So just trust Him. Trust Him and He will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're here again for you next week. Um, It's... Bye. Bye.